TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Darnell Mayberry, and he joins us here on 92.3 The Fan. Darnell, thanks for joining us, man. Hello? Hey, Jonathan, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I am trying to make sense of the three-way trade. You know, to be honest, a lot of Cavs fans are upset because, you know, we like Larry Nance Jr. so much. Uh, but with Lori, uh, what exactly are we getting? I know it didn't necessarily work in Chicago, but that was, might be more of a Gar Pax issue than it was anything else. So what went right? What went wrong here with Lori? Well, you're getting potential, a lot of it. Uh, it's a seven-footer who can shoot. He shot a career-high 40% from three-point range this year, and um, you know, when he gets an open opportunity, a lot of times, you know, you, you think it's going down, but uh, he struggled with inconsistency. That's his big problem, inconsistency and injuries. If he can stay healthy and he can find a way to, to be more aggressive and, and, and do it on a night-in and night-out basis, then I think the Cavs got themselves a really good player. But he just never turned himself into that in his four years here in Chicago. Yeah, the injuries is what scares me, right? That's part of the reason why I'm okay with getting rid of Larry Nance Jr. I mean, I understand what they had to do, but you know, Larry Nance Jr. was never on the court. And now with Markinen, it seems like a little bit of a gamble for four years, no? I mean, a little bit, but you know, I, I don't even know how old he is at this point. But he's 24, 25 years old. 24, uh, yeah. He's still a young player, and he's got a lot of potential. Like I said, I mean, he is what the league is about these days in terms of uh, stretching the floor, spacing it, shooting it, uh, and, and being able to, to put pressure on defenses from long range. He can do that. And um, the, the, the question I have for the Cavs is why draft Evan Mobley third overall and then go pay Larry Markin in $17 million a year? Um, and you also got Jared Allen, who you just paid $100 million, as you know. So th- th- that's the question that I have in terms of the long-term fit for, for Cleveland. But at the same time, you can always – accumulate assets and trade them later. So it's a problem uh, that they can figure out down the line. They don't have to figure it all out right now. But candidly, Darnell, that's part of my problem with Kobe Altman is that he doesn't think of, he doesn't think of like, you know, great chess players. They're, they're like seven moves ahead. Like he's just, he just plays like his one chess move and then he'll like, oh, we'll figure it out once it happens. And it's like, that's not really how the NBA works. The, the, the one thing that I would say uh, in defense of Kobe Altman is that they are coming up on some use it or lose it um, cap space. I mean, you got contract extensions coming up for, for Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Uh, and then I, obviously you just got Isaac Okoro who finished his, his rookie season. So uh, you know, you're going to have to pay those guys. And so at some point you're going to have to use uh, the, the resources that you have available before those contract extensions, the lucrative contract extensions, extensions kick in. So uh, if that is it at all, in play there in Cleveland, which I'm not privy to that information, but uh, I could understand it from that standpoint. No, that's the thing. is like we don't really know, and nobody really knows what Kobe Altman is thinking or doing. He could just as easily extend Colin Sexton as he could tell him to go kick rocks, you know? <laughs> and before they, the Bulls got Lonzo Ball, I'm sure there's a lot of Bulls fans who would have loved Colin Sexton. So, uh, And I know there, there were some rumors. So 
you know, I, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of uncertainty, and you just kind of don't know what, what direction they're going in, and that's never what you want. And that's the thing that um, this Laurie Marketing thing does for the Bulls. It, it helps them to, to finalize some plans for this offseason and, and picks them a direction that they're going to go in now with Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan and, and, and Levine and Vucevic. So uh, Markkinen was a good player here in Chicago for, for four years. He just wasn't a great player, and I think that's what the Cavs are going to get. They're going to get a good player, not a great player. You mentioned uh, why did they draft Evan Mobley then if they got Markkinen. So do you believe that they're not the same player, but do you believe they're very similar to being the same player? No, not at all. And, and I'm not saying that in terms of Evan Mobley. I'm saying that in terms of resources. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a it's a small ball league and a three point shooting league. And and again, Larry Markkinen shot a career best forty percent from three last year, mm-hmm. so I can see it from that standpoint. But he's not uh, JJ Redick. He's not Kyle Korver. He's not going to go out there and shoot off the dribble. Uh, you know, uh, and 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 on the move. He's not creating a shot. He's shooting open shots that uh, his teammates are getting him. And uh, by and large, there's there's spot up opportunities, and he's got to be able to to capitalize on that. In Chicago, he did at times, uh, but for the most part, he was just up and down. So how did he end up on the bench? And really, just, uh, how, did he, how did he fall out of the good graces there in Chicago? Was it just Vucevic was there and then it just, that was it? Yeah, I mean, it started with when Thad Young came to town. And Thad Young had a, a, a rough first season under former Bulls coach Jim Boylan, but then he, he bounced back and, and had a really, really good second season under Billy Donovan. Uh, once the playing style changed, and that put a lot of pressure on Laurie Markkinen to perform because suddenly you had, uh, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. started the season here, and then they make the trade for Vucevic. Then you've got Vucevic, Thaddeus Young, and, oh, by the way, they bring in Daniel Tice, and so you've got three, four front-court players who are all performing better than Laurie Markkinen, and it put a, 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 it shined a really bright spotlight on Laurie as the, as the former seventh overall pick whose contract extension, by the way, didn't, uh, get agreed upon before the start of the season. So uh, it was always a make-or-break year for him, and the inconsistency just continued. And so when you had three other front-court performers who were playing better, that meant Larry Markman had to go to the bench. Darnell Mayberry, uh, Mayberry joining us here on 92.3 The Fan from The Athletic. Uh, I think, by the way, I just need to put this out there. When I'm reading all the different things today about this trade, I think you had uh, my favorite piece by far about this deal. And and part of that reason was not only the depth you had on Laurie Markkinen, but uh, when you went and found the quotes from the Finnish TV station, that was like, yeah, he's like he, he was done in Chicago. Like It's, yeah. it's kind of wild. And I, I actually love that from a Cavs perspective because you know it's really hard to get free agents or, you know, going to be free agents to, to come to Chicago to, or excuse me, to Cleveland to, to commit to the Cavs. And in this, if he just needed a fresh start, this might be an awesome resurgence for his career. It could be. But the question again, I have is how does he fit with not only Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, but also Kevin Love. And, and you know, again, who knows what, what Kevin Love's future is there in Cleveland, but hopefully not uh, on the team. Hopefully. Yeah. There is a log jam though. I mean, he's still yeah. there for now. Training camps a month away. And, and, and now they just paid $17 million a year to Laurie Markkinen, uh to do what exactly? We don't know yet. And so hopefully we can get some answers and, and some, some clarity here in the, in the coming weeks. So I don't know when Kobe Altman uh, is going to speak, but uh, J.B. Bickerstaff's got his, his hands full, that's for sure. Yeah, we never know when he's, uh, Kobe's going to speak. He's not the most vocal GM in the world. Sounds like you're not much of a fan of Kobe. I'm really not, Darnell. I, <laughs> I, I, I'd love for someone to sell me a reason why. Here's the thing. I know he's smart. I know he's smart. And I know he's with it. It's just, 
it's like a rudderless. It's a rudderless ship. I have no dire- I have no idea what direction this Cavs team is going, and it never seems like he gives me a chance to even try to defend him at times. Well, I will say this from an outsider's perspective: mm-hmm. when you look at the talent that they've accumulated, and, and and Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, Jared Allen, um, Evan Mobley, and now Larry Markin, and I mean, you can't argue that there are pieces there in Cleveland, and that's all you can ask for. They they started a rebuild. He's had to spearhead this thing, and so now that they've got talent in there, and that they've got pieces that they can, you can actually see maybe some potential in. And a lot of these guys, uh, that that's a start, and and that's all you can ask for when you're going through that rebuild process. Yeah, I feel like it's been like a glacier-esque rebuild, and I know it's not been a million years since LeBron has been gone, but like when Jared Allen tells Cleveland.com, in three years, I hope to be a five seed. It's just kind of a little, little dispiriting, you know. <laughs> Hey, the Bulls out here in Chicago just turned a bunch of spare parts into Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and, and, and some filler pieces. So uh, it's possible. And, and, and the, the guys I just named on that Cavs roster are a whole hell of a lot more appealing than, <laughs> than what the Bulls had uh, and some of, some of the guys that they got rid of in signing trades. So it's possible. And just, just stay tuned. You never know what's going to happen, man. I mean, I think they can really parlay that into something nice, either with the pieces currently in place or making moves kind of like the Bulls have done this offseason. See, but the Bulls, you guys at least, you had you know new leadership and new everything in charge. You, you kicked Garpax to the curb, and like it at least makes sense to me, right? Like There's a reason why it's happening. I have to rely on Darnell all of a sudden Kobe <laughs> Altman waking up one day and being a different human being, and I just don't think that's going to happen. And then here's the other thing. The elephant in the room that rarely gets mentioned is the, the level above the, the front office, right? That's true. I mean, we, we also we all know Dan Gilbert's got a long history uh, with this franchise, and and some That's good true. decisions, some bad. But uh, you know, I don't know if we can all if it's fair if for us to just sit here and point the finger at Kobe. He, he has a boss as well. No, you're right. Uh, you know, I I can't call him a puppet one day and then go ahead and yell at him for the moves that he does or doesn't make another day. <laughs> exactly. You're 100 percent right about that. And uh, you know, with with Dan, he hasn't been around as much. Uh, because he's been dealing with some health issues. And I did wonder, or I do wonder whether or not maybe that is, you know, playing into some of the decisions that Kobe is now making because he's actually able to make some of them himself. It's a good point you bring up. Darnell Mayberry here uh, of The Athletic here on 92.3 The Fan. So, but you guys in Chicago now, you guys are in, is it is it win-now mode for the Bulls or no? It has to be. I mean, Zach Levine is going into the last year of his contract. He just gave up six draft picks in the last five months, three of them first-rounders. Uh, if it's not win now mode, I don't know what is. Saving grace for these guys is it's only their second year uh, at the helm after taking over in, 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 as a management team. So uh, you know the pressure is certainly not on them, but they've they've made all these moves, they spent all this money and and shed all this draft capital. Of course, it has to be a win now situation for the Bulls. All right, let me ask you this now, from outside perspective, outside looking in, but you're obviously a very intelligent NBA fan, NBA insider. Uh, uh, what what should be the ceiling then for this year's Cavs team? What do you think I, I should realistically put my eyeballs set forth when Vegas says twenty seven wins? Are they are they close? Are they far off? What what does this trade do in moving that needle? It helps. You, you have a shooter that you didn't have, and, and he fits. Markin fits better than Larry Nance with Jared Allen and and Evan Mobley, and I think that's going to help the Cavs to a degree. Now, which Larry Markin are you going to get? That is the big question, and can he be consistent over the course of an 82-game season? Uh, if he can be, it's a good trade. I mean, you, gotta, you got rid of a guy who's at the end of his contract and uh, had value, and they turned it into some 
some value in a, in a nice young prospect in Larry Marketing who has potential to grow. So uh, a win total, I, I, I can't say, uh, but I do like the pieces, again, that are, that are being uh, collected in Cleveland. Colin Sexton going into, I think, what is this, his third year? Darius Garland, his second, uh, or third, fourth, third, second. For, fourth, third, yeah. Yeah, fourth, third, second for, for Sexton, Garland, and, and, and Okoro. Uh, you're bringing in a, a premier big man and, and Evan Mobley team with Jared Allen. I like the moves that Cleveland's making. Uh, and even if it doesn't lead to a, a you know, 500 season this year, you can see that the future uh, is, is brighter than before, and at least the pieces are coming together. You got me feeling optimistic, and for that I thank you, Darnell. Appreciate you giving <laughs> us a couple minutes. And I I'll... tried my best, man. I don't know if it worked, but I tried. <laughs> you did good. I appreciate you. And I'll catch up with you down the road, man. Thank you so much. All right, have a great weekend. Oh, you too. Darnell Mayberry right there from The Athletic. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.